Hello, and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. Appreciate our choir every week. Thank you guys for doing that. I also appreciate Randy. Randy, you are a breath of fresh air to our church and to my heart. Appreciate having you here, man. The revelation on the kingdom is powerful stuff. Appreciate you sharing that. I want to preach a message to you this morning titled, All In. And what's required whenever Jesus asks us to pick up our cross and to follow him and to engage in a relationship with him where he says you've got to be committed and you've got to go all in with me. Sometimes in our day and age we can kind of soften the gospel to where if you kind of like Jesus a little bit, then you're good and you're in. What is it, though, that he's really requiring of us as far as a repented life that turns toward him that says, Jesus, I am all in. I'm committing to you. I'm forgetting what is in the past. I'm setting my gaze upon what is before me, right, and really consecrating a heart that is all in, committed Whenever I was a youth pastor in Crown Point, we took a group of our kids to, uh, up to Michigan and we went skiing. This is my first time ever being uh, skiing. There's not a whole lot of skiing options in Fairmount growing up as a kid. And uh, the only closest thing I was is maybe, you know, like stand on a uh, sled while your buddy pulls you behind his car. That's kind of as close as we got to that. But uh, skiing and, you know, at first I'm kind of doing these little green mountains and green is easy it's not quite the bunnies but it's close to that world and so I'm going down these little green hills and then you find some some yellows and I didn't really realize but I had gotten off on the wrong ski lift and now I'm on the black diamond black diamond is not where you want to go if you're from Fairmount and so I'm standing on top of this black diamond and there's only one way to get down you gotta ski down the hill. And I'm trying to, to pizza pizza this thing all the way down. I'm trying to like carve, let's carve this way, let's carve this way. And, uh, and, and I was just following back and forth every time I would pizza or try to carve. And I said, I just gotta commit. I gotta go for it. And so I just kind of, the, the most stable way I possibly could was just to kind of lean into it, tuck my little controllers, <laughs> sticks, and just go, and I am flying down this hill. I mean, there's tears that are just coming out, not more than a half inch, but they're frozen on my face, and I'm just (laughs) flying down this hill. (laughs) And I get down to the end, and there's this whole kind of snow fence orange thing. (laughs) Caution, and everybody's lined up behind there, you know, sipping their little whatevers, and got on all their cool gear, and, you know, standing behind this picture-perfect Swiss Alp-looking cabin, and, you know, just picturesque and here comes this bullet and I'm just flying down this hill and they're kind of talking and and looking and they're talking and looking and all of a sudden they're like backing up and they're like what is going on with this psycho crazy guy and I thought that I had gotten a cool jacket that because I hadn't had a snow skiing jacket and so I had gotten one like the night before in the discount section it was a woman's coat 
didn't realize it, but the cut on it was about right here. Um, and the sleeves kind of came up, and I'm freezing. I got my, you know, whatever gloves that I had in high school, probably junior high. I kind of like scratched this whole outfit together. And here I come, flying down this thing. Here comes our youth leader, fearless leader, going to rip down this, this mountain. And as I'm, as I'm coming down, I'm thinking, I can't pizza pizza this thing. I can't carve out of this thing. I just have to fall. Otherwise, I'm going to kill somebody or myself. And so I'm, I'm leaning in, I'm like, ah, and I go flipping and flying, and there are controllers going this way and skis and boots going that way, and I come tumbling down, and I just finally come to this resting point where I just slide down the rest of the hill, and I slide right up to that fence. I'm like, I'm, I'm here. It's the last trip of the day kind of our real leader is saying, hey, it's time to leave. We're getting ready to, we're getting ready to go. If everybody wants to take one more, uh, you know, oopsie-daisy, now's your time. I'm like, yeah, I, I want to go on one. And, and this guy, he's, his name's Brent Jacobus, and Brent can do anything on the planet, really. But he comes flying down these hills, and he jumps up, and he spins, he crosses his skis in the back, and he lands, and it's just like perfect powder. Whoosh. It's just beautiful. He skis backwards, helps people down the hill. He does all this unbelievable stuff. I'm like, I got to jump one of these hills. I just have to do it. I saw one on that black diamond. I got to do it, man. I got to be committed. I got to be all in on this thing. So I said, I know exactly where I'm going. I know exactly what I want to do. Brent, do you want to go with me? He's like, yeah, man, I think I can do a flip on it this time. I'm like, okay, I think I can just go up it and back down it. So we're going to go do this thing. So he comes down. He is just bombing down this hill, hits this thing, spinning around. I don't know how many times he's spun around. He does all this, does the X, spins his X back in the back and lands. And it was just beautiful. I'm like, okay, this is it. And so here I come. I'm just kind of inching my way over, inching my way over, and and I'm going down, and as I hit this thing, you're supposed to lean into it. And as I hit, I come up, and my skis go up, and my head goes back. Your head should go forward, right, leaning in. You guys ever watch those people? They go like a mile. I go flying up, and I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to be here right now. I don't want to do this. And I'm in the air, and I'm like, oh, no. And I start leaning backwards. What am I thinking? I'm leaning backwards. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. And the very first thing to hit is the back of my head. Boom. I hit my head, and I'm like, oh. And I go sliding down the rest of the hill. And Brent comes, comes skiing up. He's like, bro, that was awesome, man. That was amazing. How'd you do that? I'm like, oh. I'm giving, like, the death growl, like, pull myself up, and I just, it's everything I can do to get back up. I lost my, I, I'm like sucking away. I'm like, yeah, like, you're fearing for your life. I can't breathe. You kind of pull yourself up, and then you're just kind of like, just like skating down the end, not skating, skiing, whatever it's called, getting down to the end, and like all of the youth, hey, did you do it? Did you do it? I'm like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, that was awesome. And I'm getting in, and I lay in the back of this 15-passenger van, just like wishing that God would come as soon as possible for the second coming. It was, it was terrible. And for weeks, just sore, laid up. Thank God I didn't break anything. That I know. I didn't go get anything checked out. But I'll tell you that there is, there is suffering that happens when we're not all in. 
There is damage that takes place when you're not fully committed. There are so many little things that can go wrong whenever the lack of commitment is there, whether that's marriage, whether that's Jesus, whether that's a church family, whether that's trying to, to bring reformation to a community. You kind of play with it. You kind of are in it, but not really fully committed. If you break down the, the word all in the Bible, whether it's in Hebrew or the Greek, the word all means all. It does. That's what the word means. It means all. It means everything. Everything that you have, everything that you are, everything that he has in this relationship to be all in. When Alyssa and I got married, we went to Cancun on an all-inclusive honeymoon. Cancun looks very similar to Fairmount, except that it has beaches and oceans and fresh lobster and shrimp. And yeah, and all-inclusive means you are eating steak, shrimp, and lobster for breakfast, for snacks, for lunch, for more snacks, for dinner, everything. All of it is included. There is, there is this one price, and you get it all. You have access to everything. But we see this example of a lady in Scripture that I want to kind of pull from whenever she decided that she was going to be all in. Look at Luke chapter 21 and verse 1. I've got it here on the screen. This is Jesus. He looked up. And he saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he also saw a certain poor widow putting in two mites, or the two coins that she had. And he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these uh, out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But out of her poverty, she put in all the livelihood that she had. I'm going to assume that we have bigger givers in here than others. Based upon the abundance of the livelihoods that people have. Jesus says, it's nice, not impressed. What moves my heart is those that give out of lack, not out of abundance. He says because the giving is connected to faith or obedience or radical obedience, more so than I just have a lot and I can give it and I don't really feel it. Some people, when they give it, they feel it. Like, oh, shoot, here goes my last little bit. This last week was my birthday and Ronnie wanted to give me a gift. And so as a gift, she grabs some computer paper and she starts uh, drawing a picture and she writes me a note. And she doesn't know when the end of a sentence should end. So she just like, let's say that she's gonna put the word, um, you know, dad. And it's D-A and then the, the next D is over here on this side. And she just keeps writing this continuous thing. It's, it's awesome. You got to have the gift of interpretation whenever you're reading Ronnie's notes. And she writes me this note. And so I get this note. And, but she wanted me to unwrap a gift. And Ronnie doesn't have any money. We don't pay well in our home. And so Ronnie is, is I, want a, I want a gift to give to my dad. And so, so Judah and Nora 
and I are all upstairs, and we're wrestling, we're putting them to bed, and we're tickling, and we're doing baths, and we're reading stories. To put kids to bed takes an hour and a half. We love it. We do this whole thing, and, you know, we're, it's just whole. So anyway, we're, we're praying, and we're telling stories, and, and Ronnie is not there. Ronnie is this committed giver that she wants to, to be. So she's downstairs, and I can hear the little snippings of the scissors, and she's ripping out tape, and she's got this whole thing. She went downstairs in the, in the scary parsonage basement, and she found some Christmas wrapping, and she's wrapping this gift. And she comes up, and she gives me this gift. I'm like, this looks good, actually. How did you just do that? You're wrapping all my gifts this, this Christmas. And I go to unwrap this gift that had way too much tape on it, which was really fun. And as I get to the center of it, I could tell this is a book. I love books. My daughter knows my heart. And I open it up, and it's one of my books that she just went into my office and grabbed a book, wrapped it, and then gave it back to me. And my heart was like, yes, this is good. This is awesome. Dad, I have nothing, but I want to give you something. And I'll tell you the preciousness that comes from someone who has little, that gives what they can, and the father heart goes through the roof. Whoa. Blew me away. Alyssa gives me, this was the night before, Alyssa the next night, she gives me a gift. And I open this, this up. And Ronnie, to not be outdone, runs back into my office, grabs the same wrapping paper, grabs a different book, wraps it up, and comes back out again. Dad, I got you another gift. Dad, I want to give to you. Her heart is such a cheerful giver in the lack she loves to give. And she says, Dad, here's what I have to give you. And I open it up. I'm like, no way. I love this book. How did you know? What goes off in the father heart when kids are wanting to bless their father? Because it's your birthday, Dad. How can we celebrate your goodness? How can we celebrate your life? How can we celebrate you? There's this giver that comes out of her. I'll tell you, I definitely appreciated Alyssa's gift more. But I appreciated Ronnie's heart more. I loved her heart that was willing to give like that. In India, India has this group of monkeys, and the, the Indian monkeys, they say, are some of the most selfish animals on the planet. They're just selfish. And in order to catch these monkeys, what they do is they grab a coconut, they drill a hole into the end of the coconut, and then they put in something that the monkey wants inside that hole. Because the monkey will kind of slither its hand deep inside that hole and then grab a hold of it and ball up a fist. And it can't get its hand out. And when it can't get its hand out, it's stuck to these coconuts that are either drilled in or netted in. And it won't let go. The monkey refuses to live open-handed. It lives closed-fisted. And it won't let go of that until to their own death. They want what they want, and they hold on to so intensely until they will die holding on to that thing. So then they come in, and they find these selfish monkeys that refuse to live open-handed and say, Jesus, I'm all in. Everything, the word all, everything that I have, 
is yours. Not mine, it's yours. And when we can live with an open hand, I believe that Jesus wants to reveal three things that he is calling us to. And in the calling, we can see that we're all in, in the call. Number one, I believe that we're called to a person, namely Jesus. We're called to be all in, in the relationship with him. Number two, I believe that we're called to a purpose. There's a purpose for my life. There's a purpose for why I'm on the planet. There's a purpose that I got up today. There's a purpose why there's oxygen in my lungs. And I believe that we're also called to a place. There's a whole theology of place. There's a whole idea of where is it that Jesus is calling me to. And maybe for some of you, you're like, man, I'm all in. I get it. I'm called to Jesus. I just don't know what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Or maybe you're like, I know what, what my purpose is. Where should I be doing that? And the more that we just surrender our hearts, we live in this place of surrender. Jesus, we're all in. Pushing all the chips in. Everything that I have is yours. Alyssa's grandmother is 96 years old. She's wild, this one. Her name is Maxine. We call her G-Max. G-Max likes to play cards and crazy eights. And one time we were in Nebraska playing and we were gambling with nickels. It was heavy stakes that night. And it was intense as we're playing these, these card games and we're betting nickels and pennies and occasionally M&Ms, whatever we had left. And I remember at one point that I would just say, well, and I raise you one and I raise you a red M&M and I raise you a nickel or whatever to where I eventually just said, I'm just not going to baby step it. I'm all in. Slide everything to the middle. And whether I won that hand or not, I don't know. It didn't matter. There was a thing to where I said, I'm willing to lose it all to gain it all. Jesus says, follow me. Pick up your cross. And he says, if you want to find your life, you're going to be willing to lose it all. And if you want to lose your life and the purpose of following me, you're going to find everything that you would ever want to have. Picking up your cross looks like a cute picture, kind of like picking up this cross beam. The cross, it means crucifixion. Crucifixion is the word for agony. It's agonizing. Pick up the most agonizing way of death. Pick up the electric chair and follow me. Embrace the gun. Embrace the poison. Pick up the electric chair, embrace that, all in, then you can roll with me. Jesus is not the one that's going to go down the hill and back out at the last minute. There's damage. He's not the one that's going to jump into covenant relationship and then say, ah, I'm not sure about this. I know I vowed all of these things, but I'm out. He's all in. Jesus is completely, eternally, all in with us. One more passage of scripture, and we see this example in Lot's wife. Abraham and Lot are picking out where do we want to live. And, and Lot says, I want this piece of the land. And Abraham says, great, I'll take this piece of the land. And they divide this massive operation of cattle and livestock and families and lineages and, and this whole kind of, it really was a, a farming operation, went to two different lands and countries. 
what was going on where Lot lived was there was massive sin that was running through, just rampant sexual desire was, was going on. Even angels that were making visitations, the men were trying to have sexual encounters with angels. We see that, that homosexuality was running rampant. This is where we get the, the town that the towns that we see was Sodom and Gomorrah. We even use the word now to sodomize, right? We see that there was so much uh, sin that was taking place in these areas. And an angel of the Lord comes and says, Lot, get your family and get out of town. It's time to, to roll. And so we see that, that, uh, that Lot and his wife are leaving. Then the Lord rained down on Sodom and Gomorrah, sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all of the valley and all of the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But Lot's wife behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. I read this story as a kid. Number one, fear hit my spirit. I was like, oh boy, he ain't playing. Number two, I thought, that's kind of cool. A pillar of salt? What is, what is that about? And salt, and many times we use it as seasoning. I love putting it on popcorn. I love putting it on eggs. I love putting salt. It seems like a flavoring, but salt has a different context also. It's preserving. And I think that as, as Lot's wife was rolling out, she was looking back at maybe preserving something in her heart. And I don't completely condemn her on that. Man, whenever you move and you leave, maybe it's hard. Maybe there's memories. Maybe there's your heart's connected. But there was a thing where, where, where Jesus says in Matthew, he says, he who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. And church, I just want to encourage us that there's no looking back that I want to be all in, and what is it as a person that he's called me to in my relationship with him? What is it that he's called me to in my life? I'll tell you the season that I'm in right now is, is marriage and children. I've got to be all in on what he's called me to, and not just looking at my phone, and not just checking emails, and not just watching screens and TVs. Dads, moms, we've got to be all in on where he's called us to be right now. Maybe you just got done with your job, you're retired. You need to be all in on my next season. Jesus, what is it? If there's still oxygen in my lungs, there's still purpose for my life, what is it that you've called me to do? There's got to be more. Where? Where is it that you've called me to? And as God's calling Lot and his wife out of there to a different place, there's a longing looking back. And it wasn't just observing, it was preserving something in her heart. And if we look back on our old lifestyles or maybe on old sin patterns or we're even protecting some of those skeletons in the closets and those baby little pet demons that we have, we kind of enjoy those. A pillar of salt, life is over, it ends there. I just believe that he's calling us for more. Show that one, Alex. There's a calling. And in the calling, in the midst of the calling, he wants us to be all in. What has he called us to? To have a higher hunger. To have, I got to amp up my hunger level. Do I want to spend all of my evenings watching? I don't know what you're watching. This is us. Is that what I'm called to? 
is there something more I could be maxing out the hours of my life because they are moving quickly. This thing is over. It ends. It comes to an end, and it's moving. Do I want to spend my life doing X, Y, and Z? And I got to audit my life. Why am I here? What am I called to? Why has he saved me? Is there purpose for his pain, for what he endured? Is he calling me for more? In Matthew chapter 13, it tells, it says the kingdom of God is like this. It says the kingdom is like a man who found this treasure. He found this buried treasure. So what he did is he took everything that he had, all. He sold everything. He had a massive auction. He put everything on eBay. He got all of the money that he possibly could. And he went and he bought the entire field. And it says because of the joy that was in his spirit, he bought the field and, and spent everything that he had because there was treasure to be found in the field. Number one, I think that Jesus did it whenever he spent all. He exhausted himself in agonizing pain to buy back the people of God, the bride of Christ. And in the same way that Jesus has lived, he said, now follow me. I want you to be all in. All means all. Jesus, I want my, my heart to be all in. I want my mind to be all in. I want my money to be all in. Everything that I have is yours. And there's no looking back. I want my marriage to be all in. I want to be all in committed to this woman. I want to be all in committed to these children. God, I want to be all in committed to this job. Wherever you've got me, I need to amp up my commitment level. What's my motivator? What's the motor within me? And if it's slowed up and it's jammed up, Jesus, clear out that motor. I've got to be committed and all in. Psalm chapter 15 verse 4 says that, that, that an honest man keeps his oath even when it hurts. And maybe you've made some oaths, maybe you've made some vows, you've made some things, but you've been wavered and you've kind of jumped ship. You need to be all in. Even if it hurts, oh, this hurts, and I, would, I got better options. The grass is greener, right? But I have vowed something, that I've got to be a man that is consecrated, a man, his, his word is his bond. I'm all in. Got to be committed. And I have to be all in. C.S. Lewis, one of the great thinkers of the generation prior, he said this. He said something to the fact of, of our desires are not too much. If we would test our desires before the Lord, we should be gluttons for God sitting at his table. If we would test our desires, we find that they're too short. They're too small. He said it's, what it's really like is it's like a child who is stuck in the, in the slums, in the inner city, who is so content with making mud pies. And we get so excited about these lives that we're living, kind of just playing around with some sin, kind of playing around in our marriage, kind of playing around in our commitments. But we're entertained in these little castles that we make compared to when God is offering us a day at the sea to come and to experience the beauty of the Lord in his presence where there's fullness of joy. That's maximum pleasure in him. Andrew had mentioned during our announcements, he said that we can worship Jesus and have fun at the same time. I want to encourage you that obedience and joy are not opposite ends of the tug-of-war rope. It's not like, Jesus, I want to be happy. And he's like, yeah, but I just want you to obey me. But I really would rather have a fun life, and obeying you is not fun. 
Jesus, I'm all in because wherever you are is fullness of joy. Wherever you are is where I can maximize all pleasure. All pleasure is maximized in the Lord. Man, I want to encourage you with accountability as far as giving your mind all into your thoughts. Have an accountability in your thought life. Something that was really neat just yesterday. I'm typing in a search on my phone, and that search comes up on Alyssa's phone. Hello. Woo. Our phones are synced and connected, and, and thankfully I was looking up a hunting video. <laughs> and she said, I can, I can see everything that you're searching. Accountability. You've got to be all in. Because there's temptations that are coming at every corner, right? And I've got to say, my heart, Jesus, is all in, right? All, all of, we could go on and on. I want to be called to a person, to a purpose, and to a place and give every drop that I have. I want to squeeze the orange and give every last drop to what he's called me to do. Would you all stand with me as we close? Jesus, right now, bring conviction to my spirit. Lord, bring conviction to our, to our church family. Let us not play with this thing. Lord, we pray for an intensity, for an uptick in the charge in our spirits. Jesus, that we'd be hungry. Give us a higher hunger, that we would not be satisfied with mud pies when you're offering the sea. Jesus, I pray that we would be anchored in something much deeper. Lord, I pray that I'd be all in on leading my family spiritually. I pray that I'd be all in on this job that you've put before me. That I'd be all in on this marriage. I'd be all in on pursuing your presence. Lord, I pray that you would just heighten the appetite and the hunger. That we'd push all the chips to the center. I'm all in. Maybe for some of you, you're kind of sitting on the fringe. I'll tell you, that's a dangerous place. When you don't fully commit, you could suffer. That could hurt, and not just hurt yourself. Whenever you don't commit, it hurts others around you. Let's feel the, the conviction of the Lord. He's saying, you've got to get all in. You've got to commit. It's time. You've played around too much. You've got to make that decision now. Today is the day of salvation. You've got to get it. You've got to get in. Lord, we just pray that there would be a, a repenting life where we would turn and pursue with every ounce of our being by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're so glad you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.